Fargo Force games this weekend. It feels like a little bit since they've been home, but they're back again tomorrow against Tri-City, and then a pair on Friday and Saturday against, to me, a very intriguing Madison Capitals team who is going to visit Fargo for the first time in 1,517 days. Wow, so (laughs) why do you say intriguing? Well, they've been up and down, but they've got one of the league's leading scorers, um, it's also intriguing because the Forest Associate Head Coach Corey Lieberman was their head coach last uh-huh. season. That'll so, be interesting. Uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting, and, and they're, uh, again, up and down, um, but they are definitely in the playoff hunt in the Eastern Conference. And I think, uh, you know, and because of this crossover schedule now returning in the USHL this year, after the pandemic, they kept all the teams in the West playing West teams and, and vice versa in the East. The crossover now allows some of these Eastern teams to come back. And like I said, we haven't seen Madison since November of 2019. So it's nice to get a little different flavor in Shields Arena with the opponents once in a while. Pat Blondin, one of the play-by-play voices for the Fargo Force. You listen to the games on uh, 101.9 Jack FM. That'll be Thursday night, 6.30 Tri-City. Uh, coming to town to take on the Fargo Force. What's been what's been one of the keys? You know, we've we've talked a lot about the the balance of the Fargo Force, the goaltending of the Fargo Force. For you uh, that you know so in, invested in this team, what what do you see as one of the keys for this team moving forward? Um, the continued uh, strength defensively. Uh, they still have a twenty six goal lead on the next second-place team in goals against, which coincidentally is Madison, which we talked about a moment ago. So as long as they continue to keep the puck out of their net, Anton Castro, Hampton Slukinski mm-hmm. continue to do the trading off in the net. Slukinski still undefeated this season. So taking care of your own zone when you're getting down towards the uh, playoffs and certainly in the playoffs is going to be the key. And the other thing is special teams, and they've been phenomenal with special teams. Those, those will always decide to get a close game. And uh, among the league's best power play and penalty-killing units is, is always a good stat to look at when, when you're looking at a, at a team going towards the playoffs. And, of course, the Force have been good in all of those areas so far this year. And each week we like to highlight a Fargo Force alum that is uh, moving on and moving up and doing some great things. And we're heading to Notre Dame this week? We are. Ryan Bischel, we talked about him a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, I think it's noteworthy that he was – named to the Richter Award list, the wow. watch list this week, which is uh, the guys that are kind of considered for the top goaltender in the country. You know, so many people understand the Hobie Baker, and that goes to the top college hockey player overall. Sometimes the goalies get overlooked. And Ryan's been at Notre Dame. It feels like Ryan is to Notre Dame what Tanner Morgan was to Minnesota in football. It feels like he's been there for almost a decade. <laughs> um, but he led the Big Ten in goaltending last year, and, and he's on that watch list and having another great year this year to be named the best goaltender in, in the NCAA. So I'm keeping an eye on that for, for Ryan. He's had a great career at Notre Dame. Speaking of goaltending, let's head to the Minnesota Wild where Marc-Andre Fleury made history. This is amazing for this guy. Finally. It feels like we've been waiting for yeah. number 552 for weeks um, because the, the slide that the Wild were on. And he actually got extra starts because Philip Gustafson had that injury. But he pitches a 21-save shutout on Monday night, beats the New York Islanders, and he finally gets to number two on the list, passing Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy, ah, kidding, Patrick Roy, yeah. <laughs> and now trails only Marcan Brodeur in most wins in goaltending history. And it's funny, all three of those guys are from Montreal. So That's crazy. There must be something in the water in Quebec when it comes to goaltenders. So, what's it going to take for him to get that number one spot? 
Uh, as he said in the postgame presser, about 15 more years in his career. For a 39-year-old, <laughs> okay. that might be tough. You, you mentioned the injury to, to the other goaltender, Philippe Gustafsson. Uh, what about uh, some of the other injured Minnesota Wilds? I know the other night in that when Jonas Brodeen was back on the ice, which is uh, definitely huge for the Wild. Who else is getting closer? Uh, they've pretty much got most of them back. Vinny Letary and Jared Spurgeon are kind of the two more prominent ones that are left on the injured list. And by pulling Brodeen off long-term injured reserve the other night, they put Jared Spurgeon back on long-term injured reserve. So that means oh. at the very minimum he can't come back until closer to the end of January. Okay. And when Bill Guerin had his presser, the mid-season presser the other day, that came up. And they're going to evaluate that more over the next week or two. And there's hints that it may be even longer term than that. He's He's been beat up this year. He got hurt in uh, preseason camp. Um, then got hurt again early in the season, re-aggravated when he attempted to make a comeback, and, and now it looks as if possibly he may be out for a while. you think this team's going to make the playoffs? You know, they've, they've got a long road to hoe. Um, I was listening to Lou Nanny yesterday, very interesting. You know, when the Wild made that 11-3 and run when John Hines was hired as right. the new coach, when Stephen Emerson was fired, they only made up four points in the standings. Oof. So despite that big run, they didn't gain a whole lot of ground, and they've fallen further back now. So they're going to have to really go on an epic run here if they're going to make the playoffs. They've got a few weeks to go before they get their midseason bye and the all-star break. And then Bill Guerin's going to have some decisions to make before the, before the trade deadline comes up. He said earlier this week that he is still all in. He thinks this team can do it. But, boy, they've got a lot of teams to climb over to get there. And, and when you're losing four points a weekend when you play Dallas uh, and Winnipeg in back-to-back games, you're not making up any ground when you're losing all four games like they did. All right. Well, we're looking forward to the Fargo Force this weekend. We've got that first responders game coming on Saturday night, right? That's right. And as I've said before, the Hometown Heroes is my favorite game of the year. And I'm sure that uh, that one is going to be well attended. And that game starts at 6.05 on Saturday, um, Ticketmaster.com or the Shields box office for that one. But also college night tomorrow night and country night on Friday. That's so what we heard. Promotions if, if we get out this weekend. They don't come back home again until February 9th, so great opportunity the next three nights. Yeah. Fargo Force Hockey here in Fargo. All right, Pat Blondin, thank you.